Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. This morning, we're going to be teaching again our second, our second series on the subject of identifying true biblical prosperity. And um, we know that uh, prosperity in the mind of God is first and foremost spiritually. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. What would profit a man if he'd gain the whole world and lose his soul? What would a man give in exchange for his soul? Well, once he enters eternity, he'd give everything, but that's too late. So we need to understand <clears throat> what is valuable in the mind of God. When we talk about prosperity, the first thing that comes to our mind, I said this last week, is uh, the M&Ms, money and materialism. But in the mind of God, the most uh, uh, valuable commodity is the spirit of man or the spiritual real estate of man. What's on the inside of you? God so loved the world that he gave us the best gift that he could offer to redeem us or to buy us back uh, from darkness, and that is his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can I have an amen? How many believers we have here today? Amen. We, you, if you're, the Bible's a whosoever, so every one of us are a whosoever. We qualify for the blessings of God, first and foremost, spiritually. Now, what's interesting is that the word prosper, it means to push forward. And, and, and when I read that this past week, it just, it just exploded in my heart to push forward, to break out, become mighty, and to become profitable. And that's talking about kingdom things. That's talking about the things of God, to push forward. When I read that, the Holy Spirit said, anytime you endeavor to push forward regarding your spiritual life, you're going to get spiritual resistance. You have to understand that. You're going to get resistance in the realm of the spirit because the devil does not want you to push forward. He wants you to go backwards. Can I have an amen? And so that... We need to push forward. So anyway, the biblical, a true biblical prosperity is defined as pushing forward spiritually by faith and breaking out of whatever is trying to hold you back so that you become mighty within and profitable in advancing God's presence in the earth. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? That's what true prosperity is, biblical prosperity. Now in Hebrews 11, I can quote these, Hebrews 11 verse 1 and verse 6, it says, now faith is. Faith is the subject, uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. How many want to please God today? Amen. Amen. That's why when we come, just, let me help you out. I, I guess as your pastor, I'm just simply to help you spiritually with your life. When you come to church and you stand, in, and, and I just want you to know everything about God is, is of faith. You have to worship him by faith, love him by faith, and serve him by faith. You all agree with me? Everything about the Christian life is a faith journey. So when it comes to God, the God whom we cannot see, we worship him by faith. So when songs are being prayed, we clap by faith, we dance by faith, we shout by faith, we rejoice by faith. And then when worship comes, we, we humble ourselves by faith. We lift our hands and worship him by faith. Come on, everyone. We do it by faith. Amen. I've said this not to, you know, not to be condescending, but I thought if we could just make that screen one big mirror and you saw yourself worshiping God, you'd get depressed. Amen. Because of the fact sometimes we don't really see what we, you know, we're not really looking at what we, what I'm, what Angie's looking at trying to get you all stirred up. Can I have an amen? We should stir it up whether we feel like it or not. Because God is worthy of our praise 
and the best that we can give him in our worship. Can I have an amen? amen. So anyway, so now verse 1 through 4 and verse 6 out of the Passion Bible. And just, I've heard people say, I don't like the passion. I don't like the New Living Testament. I don't like the message. I don't like this. Well, just humor me and enjoy it. Anyway, <laughs> now, now faith, watch this. Just look at the words. Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. Amen. And now, again, I'm just going to help you. When you study the Bible in context, you're going to find out that Hebrews, all the believers were pursuing the spiritual promise of God of, of, a, of, a, of a city whose builder, whose foundation and builder is God. They were always looking towards the eternal things, not the temporal. Okay? I mean, I'm talking about these faith people here in Hebrews 11. Amen. So keep that on your focus. Become, so faith brings our hopes into reality, becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. I love verse three. Faith empowers us to see. Say that out loud. Faith empowers us to see. It really is. You weren't there during creation, but by faith you can see that it's true. You weren't there in the death and resurrection of Jesus, but by faith you see that it's true. Right. Amen. amen. Your faith sees it. Can I have an amen? amen? So faith empowers us to see that the universe was created beautifully, coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke and the visible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Isn't that powerful? But verse 6, without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. Impossible to please God without faith. Amen. You please him when you lift your hands and worship. You please him when you celebrate uh, praise, uh, even though your body doesn't feel like it, your soul doesn't feel like it, you're under attack, you may be depressed, but praise God, you'll get the breakthrough if you'll just trust the one who brings you the breakthrough. Can I have an amen? It's amazing again. Football season's coming. People sit in the stands, and they're just as crazy as can be, especially if they get a little, get some spirits on the inside. Miller light, Bud light, and the other, other false lights. But they'll act stupid. They'll paint up. They'll put, I mean, out in the cold, they'll put a big thing on their chest. They're, and they're just, I mean, they're going crazy. We come to church, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, if you get up and you start running around the church, it won't bother me at all. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. You got to get excited about the things of God. Hallelujah. For, he goes on, for we come to God in faith, knowing we know something, that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. So, there are two vital things you must understand when it comes to faith. Number one, faith begins where the will of God is known. If you are uninformed or if you're uncertain when it comes to God's loving kindness and tender mercies, you won't approach him, listen, for fear of retribution. Say this out loud, God is not my promise. God is not my problem. God is my promise. Number two, if you're not sure of what his will is regarding his divine provision for your life, whether it's in your health, your emotions, uh, relationally or naturally, you won't be in a position of faith to receive it. The Bible gives us examples, we're going to look at some today, uh, of great faith, especially these two, we're looking at great faith, but there are examples of great faith, little faith, and no faith. And without faith, 
in what God has promised in his word, listen, we're going to end up living this life far below the standard to which God willed for us. We don't want to get to the end of our life realizing that God had so much more for us, but we just passed for us, but we passed it by out of ignorance. Hosea 4, 6 says, God spoke to the children of Israel. He said, my people, are, they, my people perish for lack of knowledge. They had knowledge, but the wrong knowledge. Let's give God right now a good clap offering for the rain that we just got. It came from God. It came from heaven. Amen. So faith begins where the will of God, God is known. Secondly, we must understand where the spiritual force of faith is found. And we know Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why you're here today. I don't think most of you, 99% of you did not come today just out of simple tradition. You came because you want to learn the word of God that will liberate your life. Amen. Amen. The Passion Bible says faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance, which is his word, of the anointed one, which we're going to do today. We're going to respond to the anointed one who's going to break every bondage in your life if you allow him to. Now give God another good shot of praise. Amen. It's just important. So today we're going to talk about identifying the true biblical prosperity for healing for your physical life. Before Adam fell, there's no, I mean, you can study all you want, but before Adam fa- uh, fell, he was whole in all three dimensions of his life, spirit, soul, and body. There was no sickness, no z- disease in the garden. There was no oppression, no fear in the garden. Amen. Amen. And by, but he, he was uh, responsible to keep the enemy out of the garden, which we find out he didn't do so well because we find out that the snake was in the tree uh, um, lying uh, to Adam's um, helpmate. So you got to keep him out of your life. Can I have an amen? amen? So there was no curse at all of any kind. However, once he did compromise the word of God, the curse of sickness, disease, and death in all its forms and expressions uh, came rushing in. Amen. But the story doesn't end there. That's why Jesus came into our lives. Can I have an amen? Amen. When he entered his divine calling, the first thing Jesus did was decree Isaiah's prophecy, which, which, uh, regarding his will for the world he loves. Luke 4. Let's read this. Pastor Vicky read this this morning uh, at prayer. He, Jesus said this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to announce release to the captives. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. And recovery of sight to the blind to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. Boy, if that is not the perfect description of of a life without the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Now listen, if we're all honest with ourselves, you understand that this earth's journey, uh, this earth's journey, whether you like it or not, you've got all sorts of calamity around you. You have all sorts of opportunity to get depressed, to get full of fear. You know, the world is full of, uh, of doubt, fear, and unbelief. And so we need to keep that stuff out of our lives, and we do so by renewing our minds uh, through the word of God. Can I have an Amen. The King James says he came to heal the brokenhearted, and that means to cure and make whole. Yes. And that really, to cure and make whole. How many believe Jesus came to bring cure, cure uh, to heal us and make us whole? Yes. Amen. Let's continue. Um, and uh, 
the Passion Bible. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor. He's specifically talking about the spiritually poor. Healing for the brokenhearted. New eyes for the spiritually blind. And to preach to prisoners, those bound by the devil. You are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee. See, every 50 years was called the year of Jubilee, to which uh, in Israel, if, uh, if you had a tough life and you ended up losing your farm, you lost your real estate, you lost your money, every 50 years, uh, it, by law, uh, Israel was required to those that lost everything to get it all back. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> that awesome? Amen. To get it all back. Hallelujah. That's called redemption. Amen. Get it all back. Praise God. Get it a second chance. How many believe that God gives us second chances? Also third, fourth, and fifth. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, uh, so, uh, anyway, he says, after he read this, he rolled up the scroll. Uh, oh, I love this. For the time of God's great acceptance has begun. What? Accepting us sinners into his kingdom. After he read this, he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Everyone stared at Jesus, wondering what he was about to say. Then he added, today these scriptures came true in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. But guess what? If you're closed to the truth, it can't make you free. And they were. The scribes and Pharisees, they just closed. Here's God standing in front of them. 3,000 years, they're studying the, uh, the Torah to recognize the king when he came, but they didn't come in, in, in what they imagined. They thought he would come as a king uh, enthroned with a big crown on. No, he came as a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in a manger because <laughs> he had a purpose and that's to give his life for the sins of the world. Now in Matthew eight seventeen, 17, uh, let me read this and, um, because it is the fulfillment uh, of Luke the fourth chapter. Uh, Matthew eight seventeen, it's the full, full, fulfillment of yeah Luke, Luke's uh, four, which is a prophetic promise found in Isaiah. But in in Matthew's gospel, uh, Jesus early on in his ministry, the Bible says this. Um, let me get there. It says, <clears throat> and when Jesus no excuse me, when the evening was come, they people around there brought unto Jesus many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. Can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah? And healed all that were sick. Now, and there's so many things going through my mind, but you got to remember this. When Jesus came, do you remember he said, he said um, to the woman who came, uh, I believe her daughter was uh, vexed by a demon spirit, and he said to her, um, uh, uh, <clears throat> the children's bread doesn't belong to the dogs. So the children's bread meant this promise was for Israel first and foremost. It was for the Jews, his people. Say, I am a child of God. Amen. So, so that this, this belongs to you as much as it belongs to the Jews. But God is requiring faith out of you as much as requiring faith out of them. Isn't that good? I just want you to see that. So the Bible says, and, and that it might, so he healed all that were sick. Say he healed all. Heal. Say it again. Heal. Amen. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now everybody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now the message Bible says this. That evening a lot of demon afflicted people were brought to him. He relieved, watch this, he relieved the inwardly tormented, those that were spiritually tormented by demons. 
and he cured the bodily or the outwardly whole, the physically sick, okay? All right? He fulfilled Isaiah's well-known sermon. He took our illnesses and he carried our diseases. So now, really quick, he's fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. Let's read it, Isaiah 53. uh, This is speaking of Jesus. This is Isaiah prophesying 730 years before it was fulfilled. He said, surely he, Jesus, has borne our griefs. Say our griefs. And then the Amplified says, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our guilts and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Now give God a good shot of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give him, give him, come on, give him like you believe it. Hallelujah. This is what he says about us. I'm so grateful for the word of God, no matter how we feel. The message Bible says he took the punishment that made us whole through his bruises. We get healed. You know, um, Jesus said in Luke 5, when the scribes and Pharisees were listening to him preach, He said to them, what's easier to say? Your sins be forgiven or to say, rise up and take your bed and walk? Because redemption covers both. Let me say it again. Redemption covers both. Amen. And um, Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Like the next verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all his benefits. What are they? What are they? Keep going. Hallelujah. You don't have the next verse. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and heals all thy diseases. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Who forgives all thy iniquities and heals all thy diseases. Hallelujah. And showers us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Hallelujah. Man. I'm grateful. Said I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be 73. I'm going on 73 three years of life, and I'm extremely humbled and grateful. I am to the Lord. I'm grateful to the Lord uh, that um, he saved me at 20 years old. I smoked, you know, for six years. When I was 13 years old, mom and dad let me smoke in front of them. Boy, I thought they were heroes. And uh, so I smoked for six years and got gloriously saved. The first thing God convicted me of was that. And I'm so grateful for that, so grateful for that. Because I could be sucking air here this morning, trying to survive by my disobedience to God. But God got my attention, I obeyed him, and hallelujah, it's been a whole lot better journey in these last uh, 50-some years. Can I have an amen? Amen. All right, go to Luke, the 13th chapter. Here, we're going to give you two stories, and then we're going to pray for you today. Luke, the 13th chapter. Say, praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. So, we want to find out who the author is of sickness and diseases. And uh, we know it's the devil, but we want to read from scriptures. Uh, uh, so you know. Uh, well, let's read this first and I'll get back. I'll get to that. Okay. And Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. So, again, I can't, you know, 
I can't get down that far. But um, if you were to bow yourself and, and your lips are almost kissing your knees, <clears throat> she had a serious problem. And I've seen people like that. I've just seen it recently where um, women and guys, are, they're walking like, they're older, but they're walking like this. Now, whatever they want to t- call it medically speaking, how many believe that Jesus wants them to be set free? But, but if they don't know it, they may have started like this and then got to here and then got to here and got to here and got to here. <clears throat> but if they'd have started here, praise God, they may have ended up like this rather than down there. But I'm just saying But she had a spirit of infirmity. Say spirit of infirmity. <clears throat> she didn't have a physical infirmity. She had a spirit of infirmity. And the Bible says she had it for 18 years. So there was a demon spirit involved in this. Not all sickness and disease is a demon spirit, but some are. <clears throat> Can I have an amen? amen. And uh, uh, yeah, spirit of infirmity caused by a demon spirit. Now, I wrote this down because I think it's, I think whatever you want to believe, but I believe that sexual perversion, yielding to it over a process of time, a demon spirit will enter your body and take control of your body. A demon spirit of affliction. When it comes to drug addiction or whatever, alcoholism, addiction, my daddy got so bad that he saw demons and he saw um, all sorts of horrific images in his mind, ended up in a state hospital uh, to get him off of uh, drinking uh, uh, and, uh, uh, but it was a demon spirit. And so addictions, if you just play along long enough, a demon spirit, I don't care if you're saved or not saved, will attach itself to you. And I'm telling you right now, you'll be convinced that you are something that God never ordained you to be. So there are spirits of infirmity. And we're going to deal with that this morning. We're going to pray for people. And, 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 and I want you to prepare yourself whether it doesn't matter what you believe. If it's an addiction, it's a demon spirit. God will set you free. If it's sexual perversion, it's a demon spirit. God will set you free. Hallelujah. But there are physical infirmities, which we'll see here uh, at the next example as we read on. And the Bible says, she bowed uh, together and could no wise or way lift herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, he was decreeing the will of God. Woman, thou art loose. That word means fully freed. Fully freed, thou art loose from thine infirmity, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Hallelujah. Come on, is that awesome? Immediately. I'm believing today for the immediate. That's what I'm believing for today, the immediate. I mean, suddenly, I mean, supernaturally. You will feel the release of God's spirit, hallelujah, in your life. That's what I'm believing God for today. Amen. Verse 14. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Are people morons or what? Religion is so crazy. But here's a woman that's set free. I mean, she popped up as straight as can be. I mean, completely healed. And they're offended by that. You'd find absolutely no empathy, no compassion at all if you allow religion to get in your heart. Wow. And the Bible says, the Lord, now I want you to see this. The Lord then answered him and said, you hypocrite. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? 
And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, this is what I want you to catch, being a daughter, do you hear this? Being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said this, these things, all his adversaries were ashamed and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Let's talk about the daughter of Abraham. What does that have anything to do with you? It has everything to do with you. Why? Because Jesus said in Galatians 3.29, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In fact, the Amplified ends with promises plural. So you got to understand, Abraham at the age of 75 years old, uh, connects with God. God gave him a promise. He believed it and he obeyed God. When he obeyed God, he became very successful in business. In Genesis 12, he obeyed God. Genesis 13, he was, became very successful in business. In Genesis 14, he brought his tithes to Melchizedek. Hallelujah. You know what happened? God healed his body in Genesis 17. God healed his body so that he and Sarah, and healed Sarah's body. I said he healed both their bodies. Let me say it again. He healed both their bodies. Why? Because he was, in, he was in covenant with God. So this belongs to you. How many here are a daughter or son of Abraham? Everybody raise your hand. You are a daughter and son of Abraham. So what belongs, what belongs to them in the Bible belongs to you. Yes. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now turn to Mark the fifth chapter. And this is my last story and then we'll pray for you. Mark the fifth chapter. Thank you, Lord. Mark 5, verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Say 12 years. The other woman suffered for 18 years with an affliction that came from a demon spirit. It doesn't matter how it got there. She got free from it. Amen. Amen. In this situation, the Bible says... Um, she had an issue of blood, so it was a physical infirmity, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had was nothing better, but she rather grew worse. Right. And I, how many agree that? The, I mean, you know, today we do have medical assistance, uh, but in those days they had none. They lose everything. They had no one to go to. So this woman had a spirit. Uh, or excuse me, she had a physical infirmity. And the Bible says she, number one, she suffered many things of many physicians. See, medical science in that day did not have the technology to, to deal with what she was dealing with. Number two, she, she was hemorrhaging. She hemorrhaged for 12 years, 12 long years. And she went to many physicians, suffered many things, uh, them trying to figure out, trying to deal with it, trying to make her well, but they couldn't. They didn't have the means to do so. Now, the Bible says she spent all she had, but was nothing, but rather grew worse. See, when the medical field exhausts its help, naturally, we have somebody called the great physician, Jesus, who can help us the rest of the way. And this is what I want to encourage you with today. We have a great physician. His name is Jesus. And he cares about our sufferings. Let me say it again. He cares about our sufferings. I... Um, I, I um, <laughs> See, when you get older, you don't go through menopause. You go, as a man, you go through mental pause. That's supposed to be funny. <laughs> but I bought an e-bike, electric bike. Never had one before. 
And I thought, oh no, you spend that kind of money, am I really gonna like it? You know, well, it's become a joy. Well, I crashed a couple weeks ago. And man, I, I'm telling you, uh, it, it was my fault. Why? Because I forgot to tighten the handlebars. And I hit a ridge on the road and the handlebars went just like this. And bam, I went over. Hit my head real hard and, uh, and smacked my elbow and, and just crushed this knee, man. And um, I laid there and a young guy running on the, on the uh, bike path picked me up and uh, helped me get up back on my bike so I could get back. I had to ride another six miles up back home. So <clears throat> anyway, I made it. But believe in God for healing for my knee. And now I didn't break my knee. Thank God I didn't. I was, I've been thanking God for that. And the way I fell in that, uh, the, the, I, 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 my head was two inches from a steel rail in, in a bridge. So I you know, really could have gotten hurt bad. And so I've been dealing with this leg, you know, and, uh, and just like you, believe in God for healing. Well, guess what? I'm believing God for healing. And, and I, I'm just trusting him, hallelujah, that I shall be whole. I'm on my way. I said, I'm on my way. Hallelujah. And uh, the same with uh, uh, Pastor Vicky. She had major surgery on her shoulder. And uh, it was a major break in her, in her um, uh, rotator cuff. He said it was one of the worst ones he'd seen. And uh, that appealed that muscle back over the bone and then screw a bolt into her shoulder and, and, uh, and then sur- uh, put, s- s- tie it up with thread. Yeah. But she's getting better every day, praise God. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful for that. Amen. Thank you, Father. So the Bible says in verse 27, when she heard of Jesus, let me tell you something. This is why it's so important. I tell people all the time, testimonies create an atmosphere of faith, hope, and love. Testimonies do. Lift your hand if your life has been changed in some way since you've been saved. And what's so, sad, what's so sad is we don't take more opportunities to let people know about the goodness of God. Let me tell you this too. Don't, if you wait till you get all your life straight before you tell somebody about Jesus, you will never tell anybody about Jesus because you won't be straight till Jesus comes. You're always going to be dealing with the brokenness of your life. But others are far more broken than you are. I mean, if you're saved, you're a child of God. That right alone should make you rejoice in the Lord. Can I have an amen? And let people know just how good and loving and merciful God is. Testimonies are powerful. So obviously the word on the street was that Jesus healed people. That's what she heard. Amen. When she heard of Jesus, verse 27, she came in the press behind him and touched him. For she said, for um, other translation, for she said within herself. Amen. She said within herself, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Amen. She didn't say I hope to God. She said I shall be. I mean, she had such confidence in what she'd heard. So I'm telling you right now this morning that Jesus heals today as he did yesterday. Yes. Yes. You may be rejoicing because you're well today, but I'm telling you, there's others that are afflicted, and we need to be rejoicing that God's going to touch them in a supernatural way today. Come on, give God praise now. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you need an exciter. I'm going to send you back to the Catholic Church. I'm just kidding. I'm just... Act like you're saved. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> yeah, let's go on. And, and immediately, verse 20, and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. Say immediately. immediately. That's where the straight way means immediately. And, uh, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him uh, about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? You know what I'm believing God today? I'm believing God today that Jesus is going to turn to the Father and say, who touched my clothes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, glory to God. Oh, woo. Yeah, who touched me? The Father said, they did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! I feel the presence of God here today. Hallelujah. Man, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Who touched me? Verse 20. Let's keep going here. We'll finish this. And his disciples said unto him, Well, you see the multitude thronging you, and you're saying, Who touched me? He looked around about and see her that had done this. But the woman fearing and trembling. Why? Because here's a woman out in public bleeding. And in Jewish culture, oh, I tell you, the compassion that these nutcases had was none. Right. Now, in, Jewish, in, in Judaism, if any woman was found out there like that, in that condition, they could stone her to death. So that's why she was, fear, she was full of fear and trembling. Knowing what was done in her, she came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Then he said unto her, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Come on. Hallelujah. Again, look at her. He said, your faith has made you whole. Not Jesus' faith, her faith. Let me say it again. Her faith made her whole. Amen. And you have the same kind of faith today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8 says. Now, I want to close by reading this verse because it's going to create within you a spirit of expectation. And I want that from everybody today. I, carried so, I, I was carrying such a heaviness in my heart because um, I want people set free. Amen. I do. That's right. I'm humbled and grateful and so grateful uh, that overall, our family, it, it's healthy. So grateful for that. So grateful for that. But other families aren't. Right. And I want to see, see supernatural manifestations yeah. of the Spirit today. Amen. Uh, today, we have family online. And everyone said they're going to be online today. Uh, I have, um, uh, we have a friend right here in church who's fighting for her life uh, regarding cancer. And we're going to believe God today for a supernatural Amen. touch of God in her life. We have, um, we have a Vicky has a niece, my niece, but her, her niece, uh, her, her um, uh, sister's daughter. And she's facing uh, uh, a fight for her life with cancer. Um, we have, uh, uh, I have a cousin uh, up uh, towards Minneapolis right now. They're online. And uh, she's uh, fighting her life with Lou Gehrig disease. And then we also have my sister, uh, Bonnie. Her husband, Steve, just found out five days ago that he's, uh, his body's full of cancer. And so these are people that joined us online today, and they are going to trust God for a supernatural touch of his spirit. Amen. Amen. But I do want to say one more thing, and I was reminded of it this morning. 
In John the ninth chapter, there's a story of a, a, a young man who was, I think he was paralyzed or something, doesn't matter. And, uh, and the disciples asked him, well, who sinned? Right. Who sinned? Right. His parents or him? He said, oh, no, no, neither. See, we're always trying to figure out why we're dealing with what we're dealing with. I must have did something wrong. Well, Satan is going to try to attack your life whether you're doing right or wrong. Uh, but he said, neither. But that the glory of God would be revealed. And he healed him. I said that the glory of God would be revealed. And he healed him. Hallelujah. I said he healed him. Amen. So today we're believing for that. That the glory of God will manifest in this congregation. So let me finish with this. And musicians, you can come forward, please. And here we are. James, the fifth chapter. Sure glad you got things working up there. Are there any sick among you? So, I don't know. Only you know that what you're dealing with today. Are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil. Watch this. In the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Did you, have you, did you hear any doubt in there? Did you hear any? Well, I'm not sure. Well, maybe for you, but not for another. Maybe, 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 you know, the other will get healed, but not you. No, 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 no. Jesus came to heal. That's it. So I have to tell you that good news so you can release your faith, the faith that you have in him. You can't beg him for it. Because as sons and daughters, we're not beggars. If my kids came to me and they said, Dad, I'm really, I'm really, really hurting. Would you pray for me? Well, son, not sure. Daughter, not sure. You've probably been doing things wrong, messing up, so you deserve it. If we got everything we deserved, we'd be, all be in trouble. So Jesus is the healer. Let's go on. And if they've committed any sin, I love this. If they've committed any sins, they will be forgiven. Isn't that beautiful? Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healed all thy diseases. Come on, give him praise. It's the same. It's the same. The same redemption covers it all. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Now watch this. Verse 16. Confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another. I'm telling you, think about this. James is writing to the church. So obviously there was offense in people's hearts and he wanted them to get it right so that that wouldn't plug them from getting healed. That's with you today. As we pray for you, if you come up for prayer today, we're gonna pray for two things today. I just want you to know this. I don't want you to come up today because you have a family member that needs prayer, Okay? You can pray for them there. Right now, we're going, to anoint our, 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 we're going to anoint our people with oil who are believing God for a miracle. Amen. Okay? And so I want you to come up here with simply your faith in God. Amen. That he's your great physician. Yes. You can't earn it. You can't cry out for it. You can't beg for it. Just receive it as a gift. And then I asked every one of our precious family and friends that are watching online to get some oil, I don't care if it's 10W40, to get, it doesn't, 
oil, there's nothing in the oil. It's simply a point of contact for you to release your faith. To release your faith. Release your faith. So get some oil and just touch your, friend, your family member on the forehead, uh, wherever you want, and, and release your faith for God's divine supernatural intervention. And God will heal you. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so let's stand. I'm going to finish reading this because you got to hear it. He says, confess and acknowledge that you've, how you've offended one another and then pray for one another. So I want you to be praying for one another today. Amen. Amen. It's, it's not about you. It's about those coming forward for prayer. That's right. Watch this. And then uh, and pray for one another to be instantly healed. Hallelujah. I said to be instantly healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. Now give God a good shot of praise like you believe it. See, our heartfelt prayers combined will loose the power of God in the people's bodies today. Migraine headaches, cancer, allergies, back problems, addictions. That's what we're going to pray for today. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 9.30, as well as our midweek service on Wednesday nights at 7. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.